Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. Yeah, how do you know this isn't just a muscle spasm, or this is the big one that's going to... Forget that. <laughs> that's going <laughs> to... That's going to make you stop speaking in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. And this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Literally, in fact, we're talking about chest pain. Yes, welcome. Chest pain is really the most important symptom that a cardiologist deals with because chest pain can very rapidly turn from a mild complaint to death. And yes. it's, uh, it's something that cardiologists deal with on a daily basis. It comes in many different flavors. When I hear about chest pain, I feel like I'm standing at an ice cream shop looking at 32 flavors uh, because to me, there's just so many different variations, so many things to process. And today we're going to try to help you understand the basics of chest pain and when you should freak out about it, uh, when you should go to the ER, and when you can just take a few minutes and, and see if it passes. Now, how do you know that this isn't just a muscle spasm or this is the big heart attack? Yeah. So before we get into helping you parse your chest pain, I, I just want to tell two anecdotes, Mark. On um, oh, I don't know if I have the energy to listen to two anecdotes. <laughs> so when I was a medical student, I for some reason, was really into calling chest pain by its other medical name, angina. Mm -hmm. um, but no one ever really told me how to pronounce angina. So I would, angina? Just go, I would go around on rounds talking about angina, and people would look at me <laughs> funny. I, I think technically angina is also an acceptable pronunciation, but it just doesn't sound right. And uh, I remember very vividly, uh, I picked up that uh, pronunciation because there was a Saturday Night Live joke where they talked about Dick Cheney having angina, and they joked that uh, George W. Bush asked, isn't that only something girls have? <laughs> I'm surprised George W. Bush knew that. <laughs> but angina, a.k.a. angina, is just a fancy word for chest pain. So if you hear about typical angina, atypical angina, whatever, that's just fancy doctor speak for chest pain. But that's actually, you've also made a good point. Sometimes I'll sit there with a patient and I'll say, do you get chest pain? Like when you walk upstairs, do you get chest pain? They're like, no, 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 no. And then as they're walking out, they're like, I want to tell you about my chest pressure. And like, you just want to like collapse. <laughs> yes. You know, like when we, when a, when a doctor says pain, we usually, it's synonymous with pressure, any sensation in your chest. So yes. whether it's sharp pressure pounding. I mean, it's a sensation in your chest. That's what we're here to talk about. People are very particular about this. They do not like calling it pain. It's just like a fullness. Someone mm -hmm. said it's it's not pain. It just feels like somebody shoving a tennis ball through my chest. It's mm -hmm. like, well, that sounds pretty painful to me. It's like, it's just a fullness. So let's, let's talk just for a quick second about why chest pain is so terrifying, right? So the, there's a couple things that chest pain could represent uh, that can be rapidly fatal. The first, of course, is a heart attack where yeah. one of the arteries on the surface of the heart gets blocked and part of the heart's not getting enough blood flow and that part of the heart muscle dies. That, yes. that obviously is a big problem that can cause death uh, in very short order. 
Yes. It makes the heart very irritable and you could have an abnormal heart rhythm and collapse. Another thing that causes chest pain is a tear in the main artery coming out of the heart called the aorta. That's an aortic dissection. And when the main blood vessel carrying blood to your entire body tears internally, that's bad for pretty obvious reasons. That can also be rapidly fatal. So that's another concerning cause of chest pain. Another thing that we think about is a blood clot in the lungs. So (laughs) if Uh, like us, you're spending a lot of your day seated and you form a blood clot in one of your legs. It can travel up to your lungs and block off blood flow to a large part of the lungs. That's called a pulmonary embolus. Embolus means it moves. Yes. So that can kill you too. So, so those are the three things that doctors are really worrying about when they hear about chest discomfort. There's some other, some other things that are also dangerous, although usually not as rapidly. So a lung infection such as pneumonia um, acid reflux, a stomach ulcer, all different kinds of things that you need to be taken seriously that do cause chest pain, but they're not going to kill you in the next hour, unlike no. a heart attack, aortic dissection, or a pulmonary embolus. Yes. Anyway, so how do you know if that chest pain is just a twinge that is a muscle spasm or one of these very serious things that will end up in the emergency room? So maybe because this is so concerning, let's let's start with the bad stuff this time. When, we already when, did, didn't we? How much more can we tell? Well, <laughs> We're really we, going to scare we, our listeners. We started with the bad causes of chest pain, but let's start with the bad flavors of chest pain. So what are the features of chest pain that should make somebody really concerned that this could be one of those deadly things that we listed at the beginning of the episode. Mark, you want to start us off? So so a doctor always wants to know what else is going on with the chest pain. So are you also short of breath at the time you're having the chest pain? That actually is a sign that it could be a lack of oxygen to your heart causing a heart attack, or it could also be a sign that you're having one of what Chris Kelly talked about is a pulmonary embolus. Yeah. So if your chest pain is associated with other concerning features like shortness of breath, Uh, That's a problem. Yeah. In addition, if your chest pain is associated with something like dizziness or you're about to black out or you actually blacked out, no one needs to tell you, (laughs) call 911 stat or have somebody near you call 911. If you don't know to call an ambulance because you blacked out after having chest pain, then no one can (laughs) help you. I'm sorry. So another thing that you need to worry about is the location and quality of the chest pain. Classically, Chest pain associated with a heart attack is described as a pressure or a squeezing sensation in the mid-chest that can radiate, meaning spread out to the arms, the neck, or the back. And A lot of people say it's like an elephant sitting on your chest. Some people make a fist on their chest when they describe the sensation that they're having. If you have that severe tightness uh, and it's going all through your chest into your arms, Especially if that tightness gets worse when you exert yourself, when you get up and walk around, your heart starts beating faster, your heart needs more oxygen, but it can't get it. That, that is very concerning. Um, yeah. and, and that would make us very concerned for a heart attack. Plus the duration of it makes a difference. If you just have those symptoms for about 30 seconds and then they go away and they never happen again, it could just be something like gas or you pulled a muscle. Yeah. But if the chest pain's lasting and not going away after five to six minutes, then you should really seriously consider going to an emergency room or calling 911. And the final thing that we need to keep in mind is the person having the pain. If a healthy 20 year old starts having chest pressure, it's possible that it's a heart attack, but it's a lot less likely than if it's someone in their 60s or 70s who has high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, smoking history, you know, any of these risk factors for heart disease, uh, that just just having those risk factors alone greatly increases the probability that any kind of chest pain 
is a heart attack or some other serious problem. Yes. So that's a heart attack. We also talked about aortic dissection. The pain there is a little bit different. People talk about that as like a ripping type pain. Like someone's like literally like ripping through your chest. And going straight to the back. Yeah. You know, I heard once somebody joke that when you have the pain of a heart attack, you're worried you're going to die. And if you have the pain of an aortic dissection, you're worried you're not going to die. Yeah. It's so Just painful. Because it's so intense and horrible uh, that it's, it's through you pretty much no question most of the time that you need emergent medical attention. Yeah. We should let people know that people who are at risk for having aortic dissection tend to be older people with high blood pressure and a history of smoking. But then there's also genetic mutations that can predispose you to this. And one of them causes this phenomenon known as Marfan syndrome. Classically, people with Marfan syndrome are very tall and lanky, long fingers, very flexible. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, They can also have chest deformities. So they can be like pigeon chested, like their chest sticks out or their chest can stick in, sometimes have vision problems too because of issues with the lens and their eye kind of whole thing you can go through. People with Marfan syndrome are actually screened yearly to make sure they're not at risk for having aortic dissections. Then there's also other inheritable conditions that can increase your risk of having aortic dissection. Basically just all these different gene mutations that alter how blood vessels are made up in the body. Uh, The different chemicals, proteins that go together to make the blood vessels can become Mm -hmm. abnormal and increase Mm -hmm. the risk of, of things kind of unraveling. So we talked about pulmonary embolus, which is also known as a lung clot. So certain people are predisposed to getting lung clots. If you've been on a bus or a plane for a prolonged period of time and haven't walked around, uh, a clot can form in your leg and that leg embolizes or moves to the lungs and causes a lack of oxygen there. And that could also uh, present with severe chest pain, rapid heart rate and shortness of breath. So chest pain, shortness of breath, and one swollen leg, not a good combination. The no, leg, of course, being not. swollen because of the blood clot residual that's still down there. What, what about women who are over the age of 35 on birth control who smoke, Chris? Yeah, so lots of risk factors for blood clots right there. So those are certainly people at higher risk of developing a problem So like if that. you're 35 and you're a smoker, you should not be on birth control. Yeah, and... In contrast, though, if you are dating Mark, you might consider <laughs> you might consider well, non-hormonal birth control. Uh, yeah, because and also and also seeing a therapist to find out why you have like <laughs> yeah. the need to put yourself through this. Yeah, but if you're if an, an over thirty five year old smoker, um, <laughs> Mark has probably swiped right on you at least once. <laughs> Yeah, or twice. So we've gone over the dangerous causes of chest pain. Hopefully you've made it this far and not heard anything that makes you say, hey, that's what I have. Uh, So if you're still listening, uh, congratulations. You're probably not going to die of your chest pain, we hope. Uh, But stick with us. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the other causes of chest pain, which, by the way, are way, way more common than the ones we listed. Much more common. Um, much, much more common uh, and not usually as dangerous. So stick with us. We will be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Welcome back. Hopefully, Chris hasn't scared you enough to think that your chest pain <laughs> is a heart dun, attack. <laughs> yeah, a heart attack, an aortic dissection, which again is a tear in the uh, main artery of the body called the aorta, or a pulmonary embolism, which is a lung clot. So we went over all the chest pain features that make doctors think of those things. And if you have them, you should see a doctor right away. And we also went over a lot of risk factors for those conditions. If you have those risk factors, then having chest pain like that is is especially scary because you're at much greater risk than the average person of developing those problems. Now we're going to jump into the more common, less dangerous causes of chest pain that we usually end up dealing with uh, after making sure somebody's not having a heart attack or some other immediately life-threatening problem. Yeah. I remember during medical school, Chris, remember when you decided to lift that 10-pound weight to show off to uh, all the other students, and then the next day you were complaining of chest pain? It was a little ambitious on my part, and I should stick to the fives. (laughs) But that actually brings up a point. A lot of times we exercise or we overdo it during a a game of tennis or something, and the next thing you know, it's like the next day you start to have pain in a part of your chest, and you start to freak out. It's hard because, as we pointed out in the first half of the episode – heart attack related chest pain gets worse with exertion too. So, mm-hmm. you know, p- people rightfully are saying, well, you know, I played tennis all day and now my chest hurts. Yeah. And and maybe that is a heart attack, but heart attack related chest pain is going to happen while you are exerting yourself. If it happens yeah. after you exerted yourself, hours after or days after, and moving your body increases the soreness, that's more likely musculoskeletal, meaning you just pulled something. Exactly. Especially if you touch it right at that spot and you could reproduce the pain. So at the spot that it hurts, if you could just touch it and you actually can make it worse, then that's likely a muscle or your rib. So we'll have people come into the emergency room complaining of chest pain. And truly the best thing that ever happened to me as a cardiology fellow is when in the first sentence, they said that the pain happens whenever they lift their arm above their head. Because immediately I would be able to say, okay, there is a less than 1% chance now that this is a heart attack. If the yeah. pain is reproducible with movement of your arm, it's probably just a muscle or tendon. Or if you take a deep breath and you could bring out the pain more, it's also the same thing. You're expanding your lugs and you're stretching that muscle. So that's musculoskeletal. And in, in that case, usually if you just take in a leave or ice it, uh, you'll feel better. Another, another very common cause of chest pain is acid reflux. And it's a, it's a common condition. I, I don't know about you, Mark. The older I get, the more often I start to experience acid reflux. Actually, to be honest, the first time I ever experienced is that the next day after I had that spaghetti sauce at your house. Yeah, this is true. Well, maybe it wasn't a spaghetti sauce. Maybe it was a six beers. Unlike you, I don't put sugar in my spaghetti sauce. So <laughs> it stays nice and acidic and it comes back to haunt you later when you lie down. So why don't you tell the kind people what chest pain related to acid reflux kind of sounds and feels like we all have our mouth an esophagus and a stomach the esophagus is the tube that leads the food from the mouth to the stomach so our stomach produces acid which basically tries to kill a lot of the bacteria from the outside world however sometimes the acid which is supposed to stay in your stomach flings up into your esophagus and can sort of I guess putting it loosely, burn part of the wall of the esophagus. The esophagus does not like the acid from the stomach. No, it doesn't. And so that actually, you know, also could be experienced as chest pain because the same nerves that provide your chest wall, your heart, your esophagus all intertwine. So sometimes you could be having chest pain 
with a bitter taste in your mouth, or sometimes people say they just sort of taste that acid, and that could actually be reflux from your stomach. And if the chest pain gets worse when you lie down, that's mm -hmm. probably more likely uh, to be related to acid reflux. When you lie down, you don't have gravity keeping that acid down in your stomach. It just no. freely flows horizontally back into your esophagus and, and burns things and causes pain. And then, um, so and then if you drink some water, it might actually put the acid back into the stomach. So if it gets better when you have something to drink or eat, that exactly. could actually be a sign that it's actually acid. Your chest pain is reflux. So if you're having chest pain that sounds like that, you might just want to grab a few uh, Tums or some other antacid and swallow those. You know, Mark, it was, it was a sign that I was approaching my 40s when my wife and I just have a huge bottle of Tums in our bathroom all the time mm. because, uh, I don't know, I feel like as you get older – the uh, esophagus stomach connection loosens up a little bit and reflux just becomes more common. Plus any, anyone who has to live with you would probably, you know, <laughs> start developing ulcers. That's probably true. That wouldn't explain why I get them though. Would it? <laughs> maybe, maybe as you said, it's my cooking. Actually, you want to hear a funny story about that? I don't really want to, you know, divert too much, but actually when I was a uh, sophomore about to be a sophomore in college, I was going to have my own room and I ran into my first roommate from first year. And he actually said to me, wow, after living with yourself for a few weeks, even you'll want to move out. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, sounds like you've really made some lifelong friends. <laughs> so another cause of chest pain that's a little more serious than the ones we've talked about so far is pneumonia. A lung infection can cause chest pain too. So if you've been having a high fever, you've been coughing a lot, you just feel generally unwell, and you have pain in part of your chest, uh, that could be a bacterial infection in the lung tissue. And, and that mm -hmm. infection can irritate the lining around the lung, and that can cause sharp pain. Usually that pain is worse when you take a deep breath and stretch out that lining around the lung or when you cough vigorously. Uh, because that also stretches it out. And, and interestingly enough, if you just have a cough for any reason, even just a cold, and you're coughing all the time, I'm sure you encounter this commonly, Mark, that can just pull a muscle between one oh, of your totally. ribs. And that can cause chest pain too. Especially if you have allergies with a post-nasal drip and a cough, you could actually start having chest pain because you've been coughing too much. Right. So you know, if you have a cough and a runny nose uh, and you're not having a fever and you otherwise feel well, you probably don't have pneumonia. You probably just pulled a muscle from all the coughing, especially if the coughing predated the, the chest pain by an hour or two or a day or two, uh, yeah. that's, that's probably just a pulled muscle. We have, we have another reason for chest pain too, something called pericarditis, if anyone's heard of that. I have heard of that. Have you heard of it? Wow, we did teach you well in med school, huh? So the heart has an outer lining called the pericardium, and sometimes that can get inflamed. So sometimes people, after having a regular cold or an infection, a few days later start to, start to have some chest pain that's pretty sharp that weirdly enough gets better when you lean forward. I don't know why that is. I still don't fully understand that. Why it's better when you lean forward. When you lean forward, you're sort of moving the pericardium so it's not hitting against the wall of your chest, causing irritation. I thought when you lean forward, you're leaning your heart against the front of your chest. Well, I think if you learned physics, somehow it gets maneuvered differently and you're somehow making it a little uh, less pressure. Well, I always copied my roommate's physics answers, um, but I still don't feel <laughs> that you've actually explained it. So we'll just let that one lie. You're not the first one to say that. <laughs> so, so we've covered a lot of different causes of chest pain. Hopefully your pattern matches one of the more benign causes that we went over. 
And, you know, if, if you're not sure, if you're having new chest pain, it's one of those symptoms where you should probably have a very low threshold to get medical attention because if you're wrong, the stakes are pretty serious. Very serious. So what would you expect, though? If you go to the emergency room with chest pain and they think it's your heart, they're going to do something called an electrocardiogram on you. Uh, which actually sees how your heart rhythm is and if there's any area of the heart that's not getting enough oxygen. Yeah, so if you go to the ER with chest pain, you're going to go right to the front of the line because they do not want to sit on chest pain uh, that's been undiagnosed for too long. So you're going to get that that electrocardiogram or ECG right away. If that looks reassuring, prepare to spend at least 6 to 12 hours in the emergency room because they're going to be checking blood work on you and making sure that there's no evidence of any damage to your heart. In, unless you tell a truly classic tale of muscular injury or reflux, they're going to have a pretty low threshold to make sure that you're not there with a heart attack. Because I don't know about you, Mark, I'm seeing some young people without obvious risk factors who come in and they actually do have heart attacks. Yeah. So that's true. It, it can definitely happen. And, and there's very few cases where we can say with 100% certainty that it's not anything serious without at least doing a couple tests. No, that's why it's all important for all of us to modify our risk factors for possible heart disease, which include keeping your blood pressure under control, keeping your cholesterol good, not smoking, and trying to exercise with the goal of five days a week for at least 45 minutes each time. Although if no one ever came into the ER with chest pain, Mark, what would you and I be doing all day? I probably would have gone back to art school. You know, I always wanted to be an architect. Really? Hmm. I can't imagine who would live in a building that you designed. (laughs) It seems so precarious. I mean, for someone who can't even get the internet working on his computer, I fail to see how you're going to design a building that isn't going to immediately collapse on and kill all of its inhabitants. (laughs) Anyway, check out our book, Am I Dying? We also have a whole chapter on chest pain, and we try to walk you through when it's not serious, when you should seek uh, medical attention, and when you should go to the emergency room right away. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.